Hey guys, welcome back to the Your Green Podcast. We're talking financial fitness with Roger S. Green. I'm your host, Nate McGill from Gwinnett Magazine. And in today's episode, we're covering a pretty cool topic. We're talking about wisdom for graduates. Folks that have graduated high school, graduated college, or maybe going into their senior year and getting ready to, to graduate come May. Um, this was one that you can just kind of store, save, share, gifted to somebody, and I know that they'll enjoy it. So without further ado, let's jump right into the show. Hey guys, welcome back to Your Green. We're talking about your green. We're talking about your money. Uh, We're talking financial fitness with Roger S. Green. Um, Guys, uh, today it is that season where you know we're getting to the summer. We've had graduations in high school, graduates getting ready to go off to college. We want to talk about what is the financial words of wisdom that you have for our graduates. What are the things they can be thinking about early in the game of life before they are really in, set into their careers or get into college? Maybe they're graduating from college, or maybe they're graduating from sure. high school. And um, and what are these financial words of wisdom that you have for, for some of the graduates out there? Sure, sure. Well, starting with the high school grads, one of the things that I want you to really consider is knowing yourself and knowing where your passions mm. and where your abilities lie. I really implore you to get uh, some type of, uh, you know, just aptitude, you know, attitude test where you figure out where, you know, I always believe you ought to build your financial house and your workhouse with your talents and your passions. Mm. What, what do you do that, you know, you're just indefatigable at, you know, you just can't be fatigued. You do it and, it's, you know, it's, it's renewing your spirit. It's, uh, it's, it's giving you energy. You study yeah. it and it, you want to study more. What is that subject? What is that thing? And until you find it, keep hammering it, doing it, exposing yourself, you know, get some internships, um, you know, shadow somebody. Uh, people love to help. People would love for you to shadow them for a week. Go and see what it's actually like living a week in somebody's shoes and see what the career is like. A lot of people think, you know, hey, I want these freedoms. I want to do something in the gig economy. I want to start my own thing. Right. Um, but you got to realize you don't get any paid time off. Um, you don't get matched in the 401k. Your social security tax is twice as much. Um, there's just a lot you have to do. And you may not have the abilities to wear all those hats of, you know, uh, marketing and finance and, um, you know, uh, employment and, yeah. and, and and hiring and and uh, I mean advertising and all these things you got to do and then you may say well it's great to own your own business but you may never work harder for less money um, <laughs> if you do those things so you're, you you're, think you're literally terms- telling like, that is what happened <laughs> we run rewind the clock 20 years we go back to me getting out of college or even in college I mean the gig economy was you know video yeah. uh, it was TV it was getting into the film uh, industry and that kind of thing, but very much gig. We're talking 1099s, yep. a lot of them. Yep. And, and every single thing that you mentioned there was no one ever gave me that insight. Yep. No one said, look, uh, you got to know how to manage people. You know, you need to have budgets and you need the savings for taxes. And I mean, all the things I was just thinking about how cool will it be to make uh, film. How yeah. cool is it? Sure. I, I know everything about this equipment and the camera. I had product knowledge. Yep. 
I had all those kind of things, but I don't know that if I really thought about it and I rewind the clock 20 years and there was probably a smarter person I could have worked for and maybe got further faster just by thinking about it. Absolutely. And even if you do want to start your own business, the best advice I have for you is to go, you know, examine what are the top two or three companies based on reputation, based on what you think the products are Mm. or services are and go work for them. Get paid to learn. Yeah, that's great. But intern with people, get a mentor, uh, go to the industry groups and find out what the lifestyle is really about um, and find out what the work actually entails so that you know, look, every job is 95% grind Mm. and 5% but you know, if you can find a job that has that five percent reward, um, and you really enjoy it, it'll it'll re-energize you going back to it. But it has to be something number one you're talented at, yeah, and and number two that you have a passion for. Um, so that's number one. And then so when you go in and look at majors in a, in a college, um, you want to make sure you look at golly, what's the cost of these? You know, four or five years in college or three, hopefully if you're uh, running through it. Um, or six if you're not, but you know, if whatever plan you're on, how much is it going to cost? And you know, $43,000 for a four year public college education, um, $219,000 for a private college. And, and that's a few year old statistic. Um, are you buying a liberal arts degree that may or may not be uh, marketable that you may or may not be able to make that money back? Look, you're giving up four years of your time. Right. And four years of what you could be doing in a career. Yeah. And four years of saving money. And we just talked about compounding and saving. Five mm-hmm. years. You go five years, guess what? You could have turned a million dollars at 8% into a million and a half. You could have half, 50% more of your lifetime savings by just starting and skipping college if that's the better path for you. Maybe there's a way, you know, you, you have a trade or something that makes you feel good. Don't let other people live their lives through you. Examine yourself. Know yourself. To thine own self be true. Mm -hmm. Um, Is it the right choice for you to go and not do a career and not save money and not get tenure and not be accumulating experience and not, like I said, saving that money and not starting your career? Is that, and spending money at the same time, is that something? Now, if you're willing to do that and you realize what it's costing you, remember it's costing you you know, eight, 10% of your life savings every year of whatever you'll eventually accumulate plus whatever it costs for college and the present value of that. So, I mean, yeah. you might be spending yeah. a million dollars or more yeah. probably easily to go to college. Are, are you taking it for the gravitas that it is? Are you spending the time to do the, you know, the work? Are you, are you getting the grades? Are you, are you hitting the books? This is a privilege. It's an honor. It's, yeah. a, it's a blessing. It's not something that uh, should be taken lightly. It's not just a vacation for you for four years. You need to be dedicating yourself to learning and being the best you can be at whatever it is that you're planning on doing and understanding what, what, what is next after that. What am I working towards? What's that job or jobs that I'm hoping to get so try to be try to be goal oriented from a perspective of at least um having a path or two that you believe you're going down if you want to change it that's fine to change it but change the whole path change the whole thing like okay i want to go from being i wanted to be a nurse and really i think i want to be um you know whatever else it is yeah. but then but then you know what it's like you went and spent some time with that other thing i want to be an auto mechanic okay, yeah. well, go down and spend some time at it or do whatever it is so all i'm saying is number one know yourself and know what your talents are know what you're willing to uh give up a lot of money yeah so that you can have that extra 
learning so that you can be extra valuable to help other people in whatever it is that you choose to help other people to do. Yeah. Um, so Good. number one, recognize is the money I'm spending going to be worth it? Are there ways to discount it? Yes, you can spend some time. Golly, for the amount of time you spent on one school project in high school, you could probably do a search for uh, scholarships for what it is that you're trying to accomplish and uh, realize what the criterion is when you're a sophomore or a junior and then make sure you're applying for all those that you might be able uh, eligible to get. And uh, maybe you could work a deal with your parents for 50% of the money. Uh, if you save them $5,000, um, you know, you get $2,500. Um, and then also in Georgia and, and, and uh, many other states, sometimes you, if you make a certain grade, and you keep a certain grade point up, then you can get a discount or less money that you have to pay, uh, whether it's the HOPE or the, the governor's scholarship or whatever. There's ways to, to get less uh, cost, and that might help reduce the cost. And so whether it's going in-state as opposed to out-of-state, a lot of students will make the decision, just something in their mind clicked, and they just want to go out-of-state, just over the border into this or that of the other college. Yeah. That's really not a great idea, parents, because um, you got to go over there to see them yeah. you know to be involved in what's going on they're going to have an alumni group from that area mm. um not this area so they're going to be more likely to settle somewhere else they might meet somebody from even that much further away yeah. that came to that college from further away and then your grandkids and great-grandkids might be on the west coast um so you may want to think uh through how much extra cost it is to have a student that goes out of state um and go into the big college before they maybe get some of the core curriculum in if they really don't know what they want to do let them spend some time getting some mentoring let them spend some time uh trying out some different careers um working part-time trying this that and the other while they're right. getting some of their core classes in at maybe some of the state universities so anyway um That's all good. that being said is uh congratulations on graduating a lot of people don't do that and make sure that you make the most of that and number one just know yourself and know how can I help other people how do I want to help other people what are my talents what are my abilities and then make a determination that you're going to help yourself and you're going to be disciplined about saving and giving and paying your taxes. Again, yeah. we were talking about how much taxes you have to pay. If you have yourself employed, you do have to pay a lot of extra taxes. You have to be on the ball as to when you have to pay that. You have to buy business licenses and all this other stuff. Yes, so you if do. you do a business, you need to have a business plan mm -hmm. and you need to know what it, it takes and you need to know what taxes that it takes. And if you want some time off, you're not going to get paid by somebody else. So you need to recognize what the hidden pay check is to go to work for somebody it's probably about 50 percent if somebody's yeah. making sixty-five thousand dollars, their hidden paycheck between benefits and health insurance and paid time off and matching funds and right. you know whatever it, it might be it might be thirty-five thousand dollars. yeah you know? i see i see and, that a lot yeah. i see i see it a lot in in, in different areas of business and where you know, either you're working in a job and you think oh well it's time for me to branch out and i'll go do my own thing and then quickly the return to ship because you don't think about all of that. So they're, they're rushing to get back to the boat, you know, yeah. because they didn't think about all of that opportunity cost and lost wages. And I think I had a conversation even with you early on where it's just kind of like, you know, I did have my own business for 15 years. I probably had to make four times as much money because I could only take home uh, a percentage of all of the revenue that I had to, to bring exactly, in because exactly. I had, uh, you know, equipment, I had expenses, I had travel, I had all these things. So the number looked really good on paper, but my take home was, was, you know, probably, um, I, yeah, a third yeah. of, of what was actually coming in. Now you go 
to work for someone, well, if you got a salary, then that whole 100% of the salary is your salary decided what you're going to do with it. It's the business's responsibility to take care of the equipment and the overhead, insurance, health care, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so you only get good. credit for the Social Security that you pay taxes on. And so yeah. when you're self-employed, you have to pay 15.3%, right. which might be more than your state and federal taxes yeah. combined. Uh, yeah. Some years, some people So just think about more. it. Just, yeah. just think, think about, about it. it. Really think about yeah. it. But uh, if you do sure. decide to have your own business, there are some really cool things out there. Uh, if you have a business and you form a C-Corp um, and you make uh, under $10 million on it and you hold it for over five years, you can actually get those gains. If you follow the rules, mm. you can get those gains completely free of tax. You can yeah. have tax-free gains. So there's some things that you can do with the business that are really cool. Um, you can have uh, qualified business income where whether you're a sole proprietor or whether you're an LLC or um, you know that's a limited liability company or whether right. you're a, a, an S corporation, um, you can actually get 20% off of your income for your self-employment or your solo income income. So for instance, up until you're making, uh, I think it's $329,000 um, as, a, as a couple, um, you, you get 20% off regardless of the industry. Once it's over $330,000 um, as a couple that you're making in income, then it does matter. There's different industries that don't qualify for it at all. But if you're under that 330 or as a single individual, it's 164, 9 or whatever. Um, if you're making less than that, then you do qualify for 20% off of having your own business. So that's that's good to have. And again, um, a lot of people want to form their business if they graduate and they're starting a business. You might want to form an LLC and file as an S corporation. And then, of course, you're going to have to pay your taxes on time. So you need to get used to doing mm -hmm. quarterly estimate. What I tell you know, uh, those people that are doing that is just, it's at least half of the money that you need to set aside for your social security taxes, your business licenses, and, and, and other things like that, even if you have a low cost business. Um, so you really need to make sure that you do your full plan and you know what your tax cost and your accounting costs are going to be um, before you set into saying, hey, I'm making 20 bucks an hour. Well, yeah. if you're driving your own car and, you know, you're you're having depreciation, IRS doesn't give you something like mileage or depreciation for free. Um, it, you're, you're costing yourself that money. They don't just yeah. give it to you. Right. Um, if, if you have depreciation, it means that your car is going down in value. <laughs> and so I know recently used cars have been going up in value, but that's an anomalous situation. Yeah. So, you, you know, just think things through. And like I said, seek out help. People love to help that's other people. Great. Yeah. And, you know, find a mentor, knock on somebody's door to ask to take them to lunch or breakfast. If you're really starting out, get them a coffee. Um, well, that's and, what I was yeah. going to bring up. I, I mean, that's exactly what I was going to say. I, Basically, I can say this, but like reaching out to folks like Roger earlier is actually such a massive benefit. Just think about it. Like if you are interested, if you really are interested, you're like, no, I think I am an entrepreneur. I'm going to start my own company and my own business. Well, you have to have mentors in all these other categories. You don't have to be great at accounting, but you do need to know some accountants. You know, you do need to have somebody that's in that uh, thinking financially, thinking logically about the way that you might structure that business. Someone to help you write the business plan. You might be really good at automotive and that's your passion and you grew up maybe with your dad and his shop doing stuff or whatever it is, no matter how you got there, but putting the mentors and the people around you earlier that's kind of why you want to go to college anyway. Those yeah. early professors kind of become mentors in certain subjects and areas, or at least you hope that's the case. Yeah. A lot of times, maybe you could build your own 
a brain trust around what it is that you want to do early on. And don't be afraid to ask for help, ask for help, ask for help. And don't try to hire people that are the same as you. You want to augment your abilities and expand and and diversify. Don't try to find exact like-minded people. Um, And you need to recognize certain things that are very, very important, like your credit score. Um, Your credit score has a lot to do with even being able to get a job with Mm. another company, not only your own company. Um, If you have a 640 or under credit score versus a 760, now credit scores go from 300 to 850. Um, but if you were 640 or under, you pay a third more interest on your mortgage on your house. Um, you may be denied the opportunity to get certain jobs. You know, I'm in the financial field. One of the things we have to get is somebody's credit score, and certain things um, can preclude you from even having a job in my industry. Um, and one of those things is how you deal with your credit. Who wants a financial advisor that can't manage their own credit? Um, so, <laughs> I mean, last point. time I checked, I had an 850 credit score. Um, so, why is it important to have the best credit score? Well, I think it's important so you can um, show how you're taking care of things. Now, how do you do that? Well, obviously, you don't have late payments. And one of the ways I do that is I have the app on my phone where. I just every every time I check my balances, I make my payment. I pay I pay um, sometimes multiple times a week, but at least once a week you want to schedule to pay it off because you never want to be over a thirty percent balance of what you can can get. So if your credit card says you can be at five thousand, you don't ever want to have a balance over fifteen hundred. So if you buy something for twelve hundred bucks, um, you know pay it right off and then have that. Um, so the more often you pay, the, the better it is for you. The more you keep under 30% of your limit, the better. Mm-hmm. And don't just have things outstanding, especially personal line of credit where you just leave them, um, especially in business. If you have a business, you a lot of times have to start it with your own personal credit because you can't get a business loan until you've had a business and you can show some financials, usually That's for true. three years. Yeah. Um, you can't get loans like small mm-hmm. business association loans or other things. You're getting a loan on you as a person. And so that credit score is super important. How you deal with your student loans is really important. Just because somebody may give you an abatement to not have to pay for a little while doesn't mean you should take them up on that. Um, Again, um, you, you need to understand how money can work for you and you really, that credit score is hugely important. Like I said, you might end up paying, um, 80,000 or more dollars on average um, just for 120 points more on the credit score. Um, so that's that's huge. Yeah. And that doesn't even count the extra for a car, the extra for other things. Now, you really need to use credit wisely. Whether you use credit at all, um, I think is a really uh, Im- important choice for you. And if you choose to use credit, what kinds of credit you use, uh, whether you're going to use student loans, um, whether you're going to use uh, auto loans or uh, a home loan. Um, I'm not uh, completely against it. I think certain people can use um, an auto loan, a home loan, and and possibly even personal credit to start a business. Um, I'm not a big fan of using personal credit to have a bigger wedding or to go on a vacation. I really contemplate that that any business any business loan relative to that is something the IRS only lets you deduct about thirty percent of your 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 debt. You know, interest 
you know, for your profit. So if you're spending more money than that, you're probably out of whack because if they're not even going to give you a tax deduction on it, they're certainly not saying that it's a normal business thing for you to have that much interest. Right. So, but you could, you know, like I said, if you, if you have a home equity loan and you use that to borrow for your business and you can deduct that against your business and that saves you that self-employment tax we were talking about, it saves you some, some extra, um, uh, and you, it could still be, you know, secured against your home equity, um, but it could be a business loan if you take the proceeds of that loan and you put it in your business, and then you pay business expenses out of that uh, proceeds. And they actually do look at the the money and where which exact dollar got spent on what. Yeah. So what I want you to recognize is when when you get out there and you're starting, whether you're going to be self-employed or whether you're going to be working for somebody else. Credit matters, and doing something that you love to do matters. Henry Ford said it best. If you find something you love to do, you never work another day in your life. You may ask yourself, why, Roger? You know, you still have this thing. You're, you know, you're still doing rogerscreen.com. You're still doing these Your Green articles that uh, are there on the website. Yeah. You're still helping people out after 35 years of helping people with retirement. Yeah. Surely you could be retired after 35 years. Well, you know what? I could. If I wanted to be retired, I could be retired right now. But I love working. I plan on working, believe it or not, until 2062. My retirement date, Lord willing, and I can still help people, is December 4th, 2062. That's when I want to retire. Um, why do I want to work another 40 years? Well, I love helping people, yeah. and I love giving you money. found it. And yeah. like I said to you, you know, when you first start out, you have 100% of whatever you have. I think you should give to God 10%. Give to your fellow man that's not as, as fortunate as you, 10%. And then I think you should save 20% and save that money in a Roth like we talked about. You can take the principle of a Roth out without any taxes. Um, the Roth grows tax-free for the rest of your life, plus 10 years after your death. And so Roth is a good thing to start with. Also, building money in your 401k or starting a 401k, whether it's a solo K on your own, uh, if you have your own business, or whether it's through the 401k at work, getting that matching money, getting that time. Um, you know, we talked about saving for. Uh, at a greater rate of return by maybe investing in stocks versus investing in something that has a lower expected return like bonds or or cash reserves. But stocks have risks and they go through bear markets and you need to be disciplined to continue to invest in that. So when you're starting out, you need to set up the right disciplines to number one, have your life insurance, have your health insurance, have your long-term care uh, or excuse me, your um, disability insurance. When you're younger, you want disability. When you're older, you want to switch that to long-term care. And then be saving that 20%. Put it invest it in, in equities, in the Roth, in the 401k, get the matching money, get the tax deduction. Believe it or not, a lot of people don't know this, but if you set that money in your 401k and you have a lawsuit and you lose the lawsuit and you owe a bunch of money, believe it or not, you can file bankruptcy and start over and you still get to keep the money that you had in the 401k unlimited. And the IRA, you can keep that money up to a million too. So you have asset protection um, in your retirement accounts. Why? Because that money is considered to be the older person you want to become money right. and not the current person person you are right now. And that's the way you need to see it too, because yeah. there's nobody else that's going to take care of that older person you want to become. Yeah. It's you. And you recognize the gravitas of that and you do the daily discipline of saving. And guess what? The days are long, but the years are short. You'll find out when you look back that anything you did in a disciplined way was so cool. And all those good habits that you had of saving, I mean, $100 a month for 30 years at 9% is $183,000. A yeah. 10% $223,000. And maybe you don't make that much money. Maybe you only make, um, you know, 7%. It's still $121,000, uh, $100 a month. Yeah. And if you got matching money on it, then you would have had twice that, $222,000. If you got tax deductions on it, maybe you had three hundred dollars 
you know, $40,000 from just a hundred bucks out of your pocket, plus the match, plus the tax deduction. And there's a third of a million dollars on every hundred dollars that you parted with possibly. Man. So again, nobody knows the future. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results, but I'll tell you what, habits that win are habits that will keep winning. Right. And as you know, you know what? I'm doing all I can do. Yeah. I've asked Roger, you know, I called, you know, I looked up rogerscreen.com. I read these articles. You know, I came and I asked him what to do. I, I'm doing it. And, you know, the market's down. So what? Your net worth is going to fluctuate. But on the path to getting up the mountain, you got to, some switchbacks. You got to go up, up and down. But it's the only way up the mountain. Yeah. And that's what you need to recognize. Man. So know yourself. Yeah. And then just do it. Do yeah. the thing that requires, whether it's mentoring, you know, seeking somebody out or getting some help with your finances, just make sure you're doing all the right things. Because if you set it up right to begin with, you're going to be amazed at, at uh, down the road how much you've accomplished. Man, I wish that I would have had this advice when I was in my 20s, 18, 19. I could have done so much uh, had I just been thinking about these kind of things. Because sometimes, I mean, you don't get back those years. You don't get back that power of compound interest you don't even get back the opportunity to think about your life insurance or permanent life insurance. Like you're buying in when you're that young. Yeah. Well then, I mean, I know I'm in my forties now when I go look at life insurance, you know, as a real thing, you know, um, yeah, it's probably not even worth looking at some of the things I could have done when I was 20. Definitely not. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, so thinking about these things and also when, when you're thinking about, you're so in your mind of like, what career you want to work? What do you want to do with your life? What are you going to get out there and do? You said something that I think is like a hack of this uh, podcast, the takeaway, uh, thinking about who you want to serve, whether yep. you are going into business and you're going to serve uh, a customer type or, or who do you want to serve? You found that um, when you were in college and your love of numbers and, and figuring out money and all that kind of thing. You want to just take a minute and let's go back to Roger Green in college yeah, sure. and kind of how did you find your passion for this? We usually sure. don't talk about yeah. you on the podcast. We, we talk about the problem that sure. you're trying to solve because it is your green. But uh, I, think, I think our listeners would find that fascinating. Absolutely. Well, from a very early age, I had a knack for this, but I really didn't find it out. God had to tap me on the shoulder three times in one week. Um, <laughs> I, was, uh, just, I was being the best waiter I could be. I was okay. being a great waiter. Yeah. And I noticed that somebody in another section didn't have water. I went and got them some water. They, they weren't going to give me a tip. Um, I noticed some, somebody didn't bust a table, and so I cleaned a table up for somebody else. Wow. And then I helped them out. And then one person in my section, I was just, he said, wow, I took my mom out. I got a the most fabulous recommendations. You knew the menu. You got us to try some appetizers and desserts, and normally yeah. we don't do that. And I just had the best time with my mom. And those three That's people, cool. one from another section, one from another another section on another day, uh, all three of those were people from this industry and in the investment business, and they all invited me to take, um, you know, to get in it. And it wasn't until the third time in a week, and I asked my manager, I said, hey, three times this week, I've had somebody from the investment business. What in the and world? I said, and I said, look, I'm still in college. I'm just, a, a, you know, just starting yeah. uh, college. And, you know, should I really go do these interviews? And, and he said, yeah. He said, you know, Roger, you could sell ice to an Eskimo. He said, <laughs> he said you have a passion. People, it's just enthusiastic. Mm -hmm. You love food because I love food. Um, but I was just a great waiter. And whether whatever it is you do, do it with all your heart. That's good. Um, as um, as as um, 
uh, Martin Luther King said, uh, well, he said, if you're going to be a street sweeper, be the best street sweeper yeah. that this world has ever seen because you are rendering that service to God. Your fellow man is just a way to serve God's kids. Oh, and you cool. can't do anything for God, but you can do something to help other people. And if it's something that you get enthused about, if it's something that you really seem to have a knack for that other people don't, it's so cool. And so I went into it and I said, you know what? I'm going to pay for my training. I'm going to do this training. And you know what? If nothing ever happens, but I'm going to be responsible for my own investments, and I'm going to do a better job at it. Think of the compounding, and the, you know, I knew about all this stuff, and think of how much it'll be worth to me. And then once I got in it, they said how many people failed. And it was like one in 40 people made it for three years. And I, wow. I looked around the room, there were about 40 other people in there. I said, y'all better go home because I'm going to be the one that sticks <laughs> around because I'm not going to help somebody it. with it unless I'm going to serve. So you, right. you, know, you just have to be, you have to be totally committed. And, you know, committed is like, I don't know if this is true or not, but I heard a story when I was young um, about the Peloponnesians, I guess it was. So I know you history buffs out there probably totally disabused this, but <laughs> I'm going to tell the story. This is what I heard, okay, um, that they went to islands and they would conquer the islands. And what would happen is they everybody get off the boat and then the captain would burn the boat. And he said, we're going to take over this island uh, or we're going to be you know, yeah. their servants. Uh, well, we're going to make, right. make us another boat because we're going to win. And that's commitment. You know, it's not having a boat to get back on. And so it's just saying, there look, go. I'm going to be completely determined to be disciplined to do the right things in my life and to do the right things to learn what I can do to help people. And then get mentors. I didn't know anything. And I was just young, but I did know that I didn't know anything. And I did humble myself to learn as much as I could. And I still, to this day, um, am, am, am humble myself to learn. I mean, that's why I have 40 initials behind, 40 letters behind my name, um, <laughs> is because I love, you know, the continued learning. Eleanor Roosevelt said it well when, he, when she said, if you quit learning, you're dead. And so keep learning. Whatever it is, if you stop learning, you need to retire. Um, and so just keep learning and, and keep having that zest for helping other people with whatever it is that you have talents in. That's, that's what I'll tell you. That's and you, awesome. You're, you can be fulfilled and happy. There is having it all. I love the Lord. I love my wife. I love helping my, um, my fellow man. I love you know giving back and, and doing things. I love helping my clients. I get to go to work. I don't have to go to work. That's good. And that's the, the way, the perspective you ought to find that career yeah. that you get to do. That's right. That's right. Guys, this has been an incredible episode of the podcast. This is, you're listening to the Your Green podcast. It's all about your green, your money, uh, making wise decisions. Um, and this one for graduates, I think, is one of the best because you've got all the time in the world uh, to get this right. And if you really start thinking about the things that Roger talked about today on the podcast, you will go further faster. Um, this is Your Green, talking financial fitness with Roger S. Green. Guys, for more information, Roger, tell them how they might reach out to you to find more information, to sit down and chat. Sure. RogerSGreen.com. And don't worry about how much you have. You have 100% of whatever God gave you. I'm willing to help anybody. Both my sons work with me, um, Michael and Andrew. They both have uh, finance degrees. Uh, um, and, uh, and, and some other ones, uh, Mike uh, has a master's degree in, in finance as well. And so it's just one of those things that we love helping people. And uh, just give us a call, 770-931-4000. Uh, 
1414, or we also have an 800 number if you're out of state, 800-275-3101. But the, probably the best way to do it is just go to our website, rogerscreen.com. These uh, articles that we're talking about are your green articles from our column. And then in addition to that, you can just say, hey, I want a consultation with Roger. I'm going to put in a consultation data form, and my staff will automatically call you and set something up. Maybe we could do a Zoom or we could have an in-person talk. Anyway, I love helping people, love helping no matter where you are in your life, in your financial journey. Uh, I would love to help make it a better journey for you. All right, guys. Subscribe, send it, share it. And until next time, you guys have a good one. Thanks a lot. For a comprehensive review of your personal situation, always consult with a tax or legal advisor. Neither Satera Advisors LLC nor any of its representatives may give legal or tax advice. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will be successful. A diversified portfolio does not ensure a profit or protect against a loss in a declining market. The examples in this podcast are hypothetically only. They do not represent the actual performance of any particular investments. Investments in securities do not offer a fixed rate of return. Principal yield and our share price will fluctuate with changes in market conditions, and when sold or redeemed, you may receive more or less than originally invested. Dollar cost averaging will not guarantee a profit or protect you from loss, but may reduce your average cost per share in a fluctuating market. Thank you for listening to the Your Green Podcast, brought to you by Green Financial Resources.